Welcome to the Shoot This Now podcast. I'm Matt Donnelly. And I'm Tim Malloy. This is the podcast where we, let's try to do it together, where we explore stories that that we think should be made into movies or television. Yes, look how nice that is. This week is the week before the Super Bowl. It is. Um, I have a lot of Boston ties. I've married into a prominent... Boston family. Yes, an, uh, an Irish family, if you Irish can believe Boston it. Family. If you can believe it. The McCarricks of Needham, um, of the Needham McCarricks. Yes. Uh, and Matt is a prominent Philadelphian. I didn't even realize about this. Yes, I am from not just any place in Philadelphia. I am from Northeast Philadelphia, mm-hmm. um, which is a Irish Catholic wasteland. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> Pretty much, though, that everyone would agree. Lovely, lovely group of people is yeah, what the given point our, is. Given that we're going head-to-head with our favorite football teams and yeah. football, our favorite sport of all of the many sports, we should make a Super Bowl bet. Oh, come on. We're like, okay. if the Patriots win, I bring you a or okay. Harvard. If they lose, I have to go ahead. Here's the bet I want to make about okay. the Super Bowl. Okay. If Janet Jackson shows up okay. for the Timberlake halftime show, okay. I will buy you. Okay. Your favorite thing in the whole world, okay. which is the burrito. But it has to have a Philly connection of some kind. Okay. Um, it has to be like a cheesesteak burrito. Okay. 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 Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. No. You have to, like, no. You have to suck. You have to eat it. Like, no. Yeah. You have to, it's not a good thing. If Janet shows up, <laughs> I mean, it's not like a treat. If Janet shows up, you have to, oh, my God, you have to change your Facebook profile photo for 24 hours to the Philadelphia fanatic. Absolutely. Done. Okay. All right. And if Janet does not show up. This is not good. You have to change your <laughs> Facebook profile to Tom Brady kissing his son on the lips. Oh. <laughs> have you heard about this? <laughs> people are really. That's like, going to be so upsetting for so many people. For like no reason. Oh my God. Like, it also reminds me for like three straight years, ESPN hates Tom Brady so much. I think it's ESPN. One of the sports networks, or it was MS, NBC Sports, hates him so much they only use the photo of him at the Met Gala with that awful haircut where he looks like <laughs> like a Dolce & Gabbana model. And I, they could, there could be a story where, that he caught on fire on the field, and they wouldn't use the footage. They would only use the picture of him at the Met Gala while they talked about it. Was that the floppy haircut? No, it was like the angular. Oh, yeah. Was it, that was like 2001. That was yeah. like not a great moment for anybody. Leave Tom alone. I know. I'm, I mean, just Giselle looks good and everything. Okay. I mean, does it have to be the sun on the lips? So I can't bargain you down. Yeah, it this... has to be the kiss of the lips. And I can go worse than the Philly. <laughs> but now I don't feel good about the bet because it's likely Janet won't show, but she needs it. Well, maybe you can just say, like, there's nothing. It's better that a father is overly affectionate with his son than that he's, like, not in his life. Or at least he's not kissing the daughter on the lips. I mean, I don't know. It's what are just... people going to say when I upload that picture? They're related. It's just people have All different right. levels of All right, of I'll own it. And... I'll own it. I'm not afraid. I don't know. I've got Marty Singer's my lawyer. I'll be fine. So Philly Fanatic is my Facebook Philly profile? Philly Fanatic is okay. your Facebook profile. Cool. I'm into it. Okay. Um, so this week, we're talking about a story that we just listened to from a wonderful podcast from Gimlet called The Nod. Oh, my God. Nod. Yes. Um, Brittany Luce is one of the co-hosts of The Nod. I was already in based on that because she used to host a podcast where she would recommend other podcasts. Mm. Um, They don't really do that anymore, but that podcast is what turned me on to You Must Remember This, Uh, which is my flat-out favorite podcast. So good. Besides this podcast. Join us, won't you? Um, (laughs) um, Her co-host is Eric Eddings, and he has a friend who told an incredible story that we just listened to, the white jeans story, about how wearing a pair of white jeans 
basically changed his entire life. Um, it's so sweet. The story, I, I mean, I we were saying in our pre-meet, you guys, we <laughs> huddle about this stuff before magic doesn't just happen. Um, I think that Hollywood would do this as as an episode of like Master of None. Yeah, it's like a bottle episode yeah. of Master of None. That has Atlanta. nothing to do with any of the characters. Yeah. Uh, that we the main characters, and then we just follow this one guy. Um well the fun like the funniest thing about it uh, is it is that he shouts out in Macy's there's the Ralph Lauren section. Yeah. Right. And then there's the sketchy Ralph Lauren denim supply, which is sort of an offshoot collection that, that I have a feeling they licensed hmm. to someone else and it's not from La- Ralph Lauren label. And then of course there's Ralph Lauren resort wear. These are all little kiosks in Macy's men's department, right? Okay. And he says he like his eyes fall on a pair of white jeans, like backlit in some display. <laughs> and like basically his life and his potential flashes before his eyes and he is energized to get all, get his dreams. Yeah. It's really beautiful, but for a very difficult and, and pain in the ass piece of clothing. Well, he's having a really tough time in his life. Like, yes. It's that part where you first move to a big city. He's just moved to New York. He's got this internship that pays like six bucks an hour. He's yeah. sleeping on a futon with dog hair. There's all these great specifics. Yeah, he is eating um, oatmeal from a care package that his mom sent. He's eating ramen noodles. Which is the sweetest thing ever. Yeah. That's so nice. I eat those for fun, though. That's delicious. It's so yummy. But, like, what a good what a good mom. I know. So... He has all this stuff going on. Things are not going great. He has a crush on this woman whose name is Lauren Hill, not related to Lauren Hill, Lauren Hill, <laughs> um, who's he's friend zoned, and <laughs> he just has all this bad stuff happening. And then his whole life changes as soon as he gets the white jeans. Like the white jeans are the step that he needs to take to get invited to like better parties, get invited to better meetings yeah. at work, get a new job. He, he busts the jeans. And by the way, I don't know about you guys, I get so. Um, anxious about when to wear the new clothes I buy. Oh. I, I always have a moment in mind with them. And then some people like, I see, like, God, I, all I can think of is my friend Kelly. Like she, she would get like, I think that there was a time maybe she bought a sweater or a trench coat and she just took it out and put it on. I'm like, Oh yeah. Have some ceremony, be going someplace with it or like yeah. be energized. That's just, I guess I'm more, I don't know, superstitious or, or ceremonial that way. But I, he like shows up in the jeans to a Fourth of July party, and he does yeah. a red, white, and blue look. Yeah, um, red jacket, blue Oxford, white jeans, and it's the party is lit, and he turns heads, and then his it, like he starts getting invited into new business. Then, then he goes to then he get he wears it to his company's I think summer party. Yeah, um, and just all this other stuff, and it just gets better and better, and like those are the gateway to everything the whole world that's opening up to him now. Well, and, and it, it just boosts his confidence. It's And I think the jeans are a symbol that leads him in this direction because I'm sure he doesn't just wear the same jeans everywhere, <laughs> especially because they're white and like people oh, would how notice. How can you possibly wear white jeans everywhere? They're his, especially after Labor wait, Day. Wait, what, what if we did a, a guy who only has good luck in between Memorial Day and Labor Day when he can wear the white <laughs> jeans? he has to have the white jeans on. <laughs> It's like every other, like he has to live in a cave <laughs> and then he can come out and be like, guys, he has to, he, his superpower comes back with white jeans. Like he I think buys you, lotto tickets. I think you can amp it up. Yeah. You like buy lotto tickets. You go to the casino. Like everything goes well for you when you're in the white jeans, but nothing goes well for you when you're not in the white jeans. <laughs> like, so I think, I think it could just be a straight up TV episode. Yeah. Of Wait, and it's like the black sheep of the Emily Post family. So to what's, bring it, what's that? Emily Post? I haven't, she I know she wrote Post the book is. on etiquette. Yeah. 
but like it's it's the sibling of of the Emily Post time. Like like so you risk disapproval of your parents for wearing white jeans constantly, <laughs> but everything goes really well for you, and you're like, Mom, you don't understand. I you won have, the big game. She's like, you can't wear it. It's after Labor Day. You can't wear them. Yeah. So yeah, like they become like the symbolic <laughs> gateway to all this good stuff, and. Yeah, things get better and better and better. He eventually, well, we don't want to ruin it, but things keep getting good in really yeah. comedic and unexpected and wonderful ways. It's a very sweet, great story with a great ending. And that alone could be a good bottle episode. Totally. That could be a bottle episode. And then it also reminded me of this episode of The Simpsons that I'm surprised you haven't seen. Marge finds a Chanel suit in a rack at a discount clothing store, and it's legit. And she puts it on, and she's pumping gas, and she sees an old friend from her high school days, and then she gets invited to the friend's country club because of the suit. <laughs> and they, the Simpsons become upwardly mobile, but Marge has to keep wearing the suit. Oh, no. And then, like, they get to a point where they're playing... Bri- she, like, she alters the jacket takes off the sleeves and makes it like a sporty play suit for golf. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then they go to play cards after him. One of like the drunk. And I love how people in the Simpsons smoke and drink and they get drunk. Um, <laughs> um, drunk at the table, they're playing bridge and she's like, uh, Marge, would you like to change suits? But that's not your thing. Ooh. Like it just really burns her. And then the episode ends with her trying to make the play suit into a gown for a ball. Oh, thing no. it's having. And then she messes it up on the sewing machine and she winds up Buying a thirty-eight thousand dollar—I don't remember that number—Chanel um, <laughs> couture gown or something—and and learning a lesson about material things. But it just like obviously goes much better for our white jeans guy. But it just reminded me so much of like uh, it's so—I guess that's kind of a downer. The other story is so much sweeter. There's a, there's a thing I there's a thing I always like to cite whenever there's a story of something giving someone a superpower. Yeah. Like whenever I wear these sneakers, I'm successful yes. or whatever. Which is Dumbo and the White Feather. Oh. Because in the movie Dumbo, he's taught that he can fly whenever he has a white feather. And then his little mouse friend, whose name is Timothy, so of course I don't remember. <laughs> your patron saint. My patron saint. You Timothy. definitely Timothy have mouse. a tattoo of that, Timothy, on like your left pectoral. Everywhere. Thanks for saying I have a pectoral. <laughs> One pectoral. I said left pectoral. Uh, okay. I'll, anything. Anything's great. He only has one pectoral. Um, <laughs> The mouse at the end of the Dumbo has to go, Dumbo, it's not you. It's not the white feather. It's, it's you. It's you. Yes. you can fly. You can fly on your own. It's literally Thor's hammer. And the it's latest Thor's Thor hammer Ragnarok. and the latest Thor. Yeah. That's right. I felt this way with like alcohol at mm. times. There's different things. And you realize like, no, no, you don't need that. Yeah. The problem Lithium with that, is my white jeans. <laughs> <laughs> and it would be a way better metaphor if the character's name wasn't Dumbo. I know. Because you've got to go like, and you're Dumbo in the story. And they're like, I'd <laughs> rather not be Dumbo. More like Smarto or Fulfilledo. Why can't his name be like Sweeto or something? <laughs> like, why does the Hattie and Mother O? Yeah. Um, yeah. Something. Yeah. Oh my God. So it's I never so get nice. to use that. And I always tell people this, this metaphor, and then they end up getting offended because that's not who they are. But oh well. We, co- we talk about weight issues a lot on this podcast. Weight issues? I think of Dumbo in size. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I guess I, that's where my that's where my headline always goes because that's my insecurity. Obviously, if you listen to any of these episodes, weight is my Achilles heel. No, me too. Um, who? Okay, so if, if we did my white jeans as a standalone bottle episode of Master of None, who would play Dude? Wow. I think okay. it, it's a showcase role, but it's got to be somebody plucky, and it's got to be somebody you want to root for. Um, do we think like 
Michael B., Jordan, would he do it? Would he? Uh, and also, can you believe him at this yeah. point? At this point, can you believe him as like a lovable? No, as an upstart. No, a lovable that's like a, that's not, a good point. I don't want to say loser because he's not a loser, but like a guy who's struggling and not like who hasn't made it yet. Right. It's hard to see him as anything but really alpha. What about like point. an Anthony Mackie? He's not too famous. Sorry, Anthony Mackie. It's true. Um, I but think he might he, be a bit old. I think he can play human a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael B. Jordan has just gone full superhero. Yeah, it's true. Especially if you've seen Black Panther. He's Have so you seen Black Panther? No, I haven't seen it yet. Wow. <sighs> There's one on Monday, but I'll probably see it before Valentine's Day. It's good. I can't wait to see it. Lupita is just... It's, I love her so much. It's, it's nice that she finally... Did you see it? Did you go to the premiere? Yeah, it's incredible. You went to the premiere? Uh, not the premiere. I just okay. saw the screening. And awesome. It's, uh, awesome that she gets to have a role where she's like actually not... A ridiculous CGI character, yeah, like a stupid, I'm s- or like you know, <laughs> tragic historical figure like a slave. Maybe you should cut that out. I'm nervous even saying slave. Um, have you seen Queen of Katwa? I have not seen Queen of Katwa, but I I, I won't say who, but some, someone in this office was so offended by that movie. Why? Because she was just like, "What is this for?" She's like, nine times out of ten, they send her in movies. Why they say yes to this? What Queen you of Katwa is fantastic. I haven't seen it. No. Isn't that David Oyelowo? Um, Two? Yeah, it's directed by Mira Nair. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love Mira Nair. Mira is the absolute shit. It it's is a about beautiful chess? movie. It's about chess. It is fantastic. It was probably my favorite movie of oh last year. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll it give it a shot. Very little attention of any kind. I super recommend it. And I was worried, is there enough story in White Jeans? But if there's enough story in like A Little Girl Learns to Play Chess... There's probably enough story in white jeans because there'd be a sequence where he would lose the white jeans. Okay. He'd have to get yeah. the white jeans back. Or if someone, a kid spills something on them and he can't be mad, but like he is mad. And definitely the power of white jeans is lost completely if something gets spilled on them because it's <laughs> never coming out <laughs> ever. There's just, the thing I like about the white jeans is a superpower. They have, you know, everybody's got to have a superpower, a, a superpower and a weakness that makes sense with that superpower. Okay. I buy that. So, like, Daredevil's weakness is, you know, he has these incredible oh. senses, but he's blind. Okay. White jeans, get anything spilled on them, they're done. They're done. After oh, a certain yeah, date, I know. they're done. They're done. They're Lo- done. And also, like, I, honestly, I, I defy you, even if you stood still, the yeah. white jeans will get messed up. What about Donald Glover or Michael Early? You know, Donald Glover is the first person I thought of, probably because as I was listening to this, I drove past a billboard for Atlanta. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, this is a perfect yeah. Atlanta it ball could, up. I mean, it could be Lakeith, too, but Lakeith is too um, uh, Andy Kaufman-esque to me. I think he's too quirky to play straight up aspirational. He could be perfect. Lakeith? I don't know. I mean, then both, I, if, if, if the genes are magical somehow, then this is totally his movie. If it's just a bootstrap story, I think it's got to be Donald or Michael, Michael or Ely. I think I still called him early. I apologize, Michael. Um, can, Don, can Donald still do every man? Or is he too much of like... Yeah, he's got to shave and he can't wear his clothes. Yeah, his clothes are like too... His clothes are way too he's styled. Way he's way past white yeah, jeans at this he point. He so is. He's like style swerve. Um, he could do it if he weren't also a rock star. I know. Like that's, that becomes a I weakness know. in playing like... Actually, I wonder if Frank Ocean has any desire to act. Wow. Because he's got a very like muted quality about him. Yeah. That's still like... He's got a great... Obviously, he has a poignancy about him too. Uh, yeah. Where has Frank been? We miss you, Frank. Apparently, there was some time that passed between the release of his records. I love Blonde. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I didn't love it. 
as much as Channel Orange. Um, Frank Ocean is ridiculous. He's so talented. Uh, what about Lauren Hill, who's not Lauren Hill? <laughs> Should we cast Lauren Hill? <laughs> it can't be Lauren Hill. We're at the point where like Lauren Hill's kids are going to become like, like huge stars. Because she has a fair, she, she has like I four mean, kids, God, right? I think we should do a separate episode about the Lauren Hill story because she was so close to having everything. She was so close to to literally writing the blueprint of multimedia actress, singer, designer, superstar. She basically was Jennifer Lopez. She was on the precipice of Jennifer Lopez before Jennifer Lopez, and she just. But then I think she kind of wisely was like, I don't care about this. I don't know that Wisdom had anything immediately to do with it, but I think eventually we got there. There may have been a little bit of a freak out. It's the Marley family, man. When you get mixed up in that whole business, it's just, you know, you lose your way. You're blaming the Marleys. I'm saying that they are a diversion (laughs) and that they can tend to take the shape of their container. How about that? Does that make sense? Wow. Wow. Okay. You know more about the Marley family than no, I, I do. No, I totally just said that because it sounded <laughs> great. But I sound so authoritative. And now I'm going to get that like at deep. Tough Gong 22 like, fuck you, Matt Donnelly. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, okay, man. so Lauren Hill, who's not Lauren Hill, um, to play against Lakeith or Donald. Uh, that's age appropriate. I mean, I'm obsessed with Carmen Agojo. I love her so oh, wow. much. But she might look a little bit too out of their age category. Hmm. Um, Because she also has this grace about her that like, she looks like a, she looks like young for a museum curator. Is is Zendaya too young? No. Oh my God, she's perfect. I mean, I love her. Is she okay? She does. Yeah, I mean, mean, she is spectacularly beautiful. It's going to take a little while until this movie happens. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Um, Donald has to be about 30. Yeah, and I feel is Zendaya. I mean, I hate to say this, Zendaya, but is she too pretty? Oh, I think that's appropriate for this character because she you is do? kind of like she is kind mm. of dreamlike. We don't really learn that yeah. much about her in the story. There's also a really like sweet, almost too sensual sequence in the in in the oh origins. towards the end. Yes, when yeah, he yeah, like yeah, that has such a good kicker. Such a great kicker. His newfound confidence has led to this. I think it's dance. They're dancing together. They're dancing. And like he says, and they're like, "She really put it on you, boy." And I'm like, "Oh." There's one way he can end that story yeah. to make it all come out okay, and it comes out okay. <laughs> <laughs> but he was kind of like, like, "You do kind of go like, oh, this guy's gotten kind of cocky about the yeah, way." But he like he, d- I imagined him putting hands over a, a child's ears, like he, like he oh. was just like, he's like, and then adult <laughs> thing ha- things the happen have to on talk. the quiet storm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wow, you just did a Tim Meadows reference. Thank you so much. I love The Quiet Storm. Oh, my God. Tim Meadows is one of my favorite I people ever. I love Tim Meadows. Like, Tim- so incredibly understated and underrated. <laughs> I used to, it's, the, it's the worst sketch, but I love something so much about Tim Meadows and Sherry O'Terry doing the Robin Bird show. Yeah. Robin Bird, for anyone who does not live in New York between the, the era of 1991 and 2000, Robin Bird was yeah. an adult kind of like a madam, wasn't she? Or a performer? I, I feel like we're going to libel her in some yes. way. Yes, all right. Never mind. Robin Bird was a sexual <laughs> figure, a, a, a figure of, of 90s <laughs> era sex culture. <laughs> a, a person related to sex in some way. <laughs> a person with sex parts in the 90s who may or may not have used them to her benefit or to her gain. Our attorney, Marty Singer, has asked us not to describe her as a madam. And she was not, decidedly. <laughs> and he is not our attorney, and he has asked us to say that he is not our attorney. We skipped saying that last episode. Um, now we're back. We're back to we're the back. money singer joke. We're back. Yeah. 
Um, um, I also, there's another Nod thing that is not related, but I just want to mention it because sure. it's so goddamn good. What is it? It's the story of <laughs> it's the story of Luther Vandross and his. <laughs> Wait, you really don't? You want to drop this here? I just I okay. just want people to go listen to it. It's it's called a Diva Without Finesse, which is the greatest title for this that they could ever have, and it's the time that he invited En Vogue to be to open for him on tour, and then just treated them horribly. <laughs> Just absolutely ridiculous, and oh my it's God. about how Luther Vandross is known as this like great lover and like this wonderful sweet guy, but has like an evil side, and it's awesome. I mean, um, also that just reminded me that uh, Destiny's Child basically said that Christina Aguilera was an a hole to them when she because wow. they opened for her. Wow. I saw that concert at the Tacony Palmyra Stadium when I was like maybe. Was this like 2000? This was a long time ago. No, I don't know how old I was then. No, Um, what year were those two? They would have been on, it would have been the Genie and the Bottle World Tour. And then the Destiny's Child would have been on their first album probably. But this had to have been before Say My Name though. Because once that was like, that was like early. Oh yeah, well Destiny's Child had like really okay songs before then. I actually think too, by the way, they might have left that tour in the middle because they just blew up. They were like, we can't do this. Wow. But um, it just is funny because I can only imagine Christina being like, mm. well, liable. Sorry, Christina. Man. She has pipes. I get why she thought that she was going to be bigger than this like girl group. I don't. I who? get why she thought that. I get why Christina Aguilera thought oh, this totally. was just another group. Yeah, that she was here to stay. And now, I mean, I, I, her last album is, I, I think we're like six, five, six years mm. at this point. But. It shows why you can never underestimate anybody because you might think like, oh, why are they even trying to share my stadium? But exactly. there might be a Beyonce in that group. I know. Burn. You don't know. And I bet you those costumes included white jeans. Swish. Wow. If you've enjoyed this episode, <laughs> we invite you to check out The Nod, a fantastic Please podcast. Please do. We love you, The Nod. We invite you to listen back to some a of our past. of the cap, do you, Nod? <laughs> um, yeah. Are you? Yeah. We're not yeah. going to do that. Mm. <laughs> We're going to see you post it, we'll let you know what happens. Yeah. Um, check or, or just take a look at our Facebook profiles and see who has a real questionable image. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we'll see you guys real soon. Bye-bye. Hey.